1: Hey guys, brand new podcast. I can't believe I actually have something to promote. The Hot Summer Nights Comedy Tour. Indoor, outdoor, comedy tour. Mostly outdoor. The Drive-In Movie Theater starts June 24th. June 24th, we're in Charlotte, North Carolina, then Indianapolis, then Tulsa, then Fort Collins. Uh, Fort Collins and Indianapolis, we've added both shows. We've added two shows to both those nights, and those are practically sold out. Every show is practically sold out. So if you're just hearing this now, Run quick, get tickets. I think you buy per car. I think they allow four people in per car. I don't know exactly how it works, to be honest with you. It's going to be a fucking blast. It's going to be a real blast. I'm so excited. Um, uh, yeah, that's it. We got merch at BertBertBert.com. Two Bears, One Cave is out. I did a Two Bears, One Cave today with Tommy that's coming out next week. And uh, that's a good one. New one with Bill Burt. The Bill Burt is with Bob Saget. It's a very funny one. Uh, those are all out. Yeah, we got a something's burning uncut coming later. Why fucking waste your time? Let's get with the podcast. Ooh, sponsors! Today's podcast is brought to you by Whoop. Whoop is a wearable fitness tracker that I love. I absolutely love this thing. The one of the things they don't tell you in the copy is what I love about it is that the charger is removable from the stand, and you can put it on so this never leaves your wrist. This has not left my wrist all uh, quarantine, and I love it. It tracks your sleep. It tracks your workout. And with mental health being on such a sketchy situation with what's going on in the world right now, it couldn't be more important to monitor the stress being put on our bodies and how we're recovering on a day-to-day basis. What's great with WHOOP is that every day you get up, you get a recovery score based on your HRV, your resting heart rate, and sleep performance that can be used as an indicator on how you should approach your day. It's next level. And then what they also have which I absolutely love is a strain coach. It tells you exactly what your strain should be for the day. So that way you don't have a gym, you can get the optimal workout level intensity that your body is saying, signaling that it can handle. So if you're stuck training at home, this is literally the perfect feature to use. And based on how strenuous your day is, the app then has a sleep coach. It lets you know how much sleep you should be getting to wake up and recover based on your performance goals, which you can set. For my listeners, Whoop is giving offering 15% off with the code BERT at checkout. Go to Whoop. W H O O P dot com. Enter the code BERT at checkout to save 15% off. Sleep better, recover faster, train smarter, optimize your performance with Whoop. Uh, this is a great podcast. So this was done a little while ago, probably at the very beginning. And we are backlogged with podcasts. We were hoping to release so many a day, and I think we just mismanaged it. And now we have tons that we have to release. Um, and we're gonna just be releasing them slow rolling, and then I think we're done with Zoom podcasts. Once we get through this. We should be in the new podcast studio and be getting new podcast guests uh, in the new studio. I'm really excited for the new studio. Um, I, this happened right when, I think, right when COVID started breaking out. We talk about a, a, a couple, a guy named Nick Cordero in here and Amanda Clute. I think is her name. I'm I'm I apologize if I'm off. I follow Amanda. Nick was a Broadway dancer. Uh, is a Broadway rather is a Broadway dancer. Um, and he moved out to LA and he got COVID and he got stuck into the hospital and he's had amazing struggles with this disease and, uh, and his wife is fucking amazing. I mean, this woman, everyone should hope and pray that they have just an ounce of the resiliency this woman has. They just had a baby and he's in the hospital they're saying I follow them on Instagram. I'm going to try to get you her Instagram so that you can follow it too. Um, it's Amanda Clute Fitness is one of them and then Amanda Clute is hers. A M A N D A K L O O T that she S K L O T S L O O T S. Um she's not on the podcast, but Jessica's good friends with her and going through what she was going through and I I I randomly discovered them before I talk to Jessica about it, this is a really uh, amazing story of resiliency. And and our prayers are with you, Amanda if, and Nick, if you're watching this, our prayers are with you. But uh, this fucking disease sucks. And this is what it, mostly what Jessica and I talk about is how this disease sucks and how we're not feeling creative. And we talk about Jessica doing drugs and being and <laughs> going to rehab. And I mean, it's a really great podcast. Jessica is an OG in stand-up. And I say OG in that, like she's from my generation. Those guys have started. She's so fucking funny. She has a special out. Do you know the name of her special, Halston? She has specials out that, um, all things comedy produced, we produced and released and it murdered. It mur- She is so fucking funny. We talk about her, uh, stepbrother. Her stepbrother is Zach Bramf. I think I said that right. Braff. Braff? Bramf. Braff. Bramf. Zach Braff. Her special is uh, called Talking to Myself. Her special is called Talking to Myself. I had had her on Something's Burning with Gary Goleman, I think. No, not with Gary Goleman. It was me, her, and, oh, Mark Norman. I absolutely love her. Um, she is fucking phenomenal. She is hilarious. Go follow her. She does these, we talk about Zoom. I don't think I had done any Zooms yet. We talk about Zoom. She does these Zoom podcasts where she jumps into other people's Zooms. Like family reunions will have her come into the Zoom and she comes in as a character and doesn't tell anyone and everyone thinks they're, it's fucking hilarious. I love her. I hope you love her as much as I do. Enjoy the podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, Jessica Kirsten.
0: Is- How are you doing? I'm doing okay. How are you?
1: Good. Where are you at?
0: I'm on Long Island in my house. Nice. And a uh, crazy time.
1: Yeah. How's it been for you? Like, how's I, I? I feel like, I feel like everyone in New York can almost have the right to write a book about what's going on there. Are
0: we recording now? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. We're recording.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, um, sure. yeah, yes, it's been it's been pretty tough. To be honest, really? like I, I, I know we want to be funny a lot, but I know a lot of people who've gotten the virus, and, and most people are fine. But I do have two friends that are like really not okay. It's really? Crazy. Yeah, yeah. It's one's so funny. In LA and one's in ahead. New York. We'll say that again. One's in LA, and one's in New York. How old? The one in LA is forty-one.
1: Oof, that's and my he's age. Not
0: okay. Yeah. You may have read about him. He's a he's a Broadway star. He's a dancer. He's guy, is he the
1: guy losing his leg?
0: Yeah, he lost his leg. What so that's hell? a very what? close friend of my family. That's that Zach's my stepbrother's best friend. So Amanda, his wife, and their baby are living on Zach's property, and he's he's not okay. Like I don't know. He just won't wake up, and he like had he's getting the ventilator taken off today, but then he's being put on a trach. I, I, he lost his leg and he's a dancer. I mean, it's crazy. It's crazy. So,
1: and, that, and that's all, you know, that's what's so scary about this is that, I, like I had a friend, I had a friend, the guy I worked with, get pneumonia and they just gave him some medication and his body didn't react with it right and he died. <gasps> I'm and so he, sorry. Yeah, no, it oh. was, it was, and you know, it was all, it's It's all just, and that's why I, I honestly, that. I very seldomly quit drinking, but I, I I've only drank twice this whole quarantine. And I, whenever I get, feel myself getting sick, I always quit drinking. Cause I feel like you never know what the, I re- just read about that guy mm-hmm. the other day. And it was like heartbreaking. It was yeah. blood thinners. He couldn't get it out of his leg.
0: Yeah. He got a blood clot, but he was just, what happened was they moved to LA and they have a, they have a 10 month old baby, which believe it or not, I have 10 month old twins, girls, and they had, she gave birth the same day. So it was like, not as me as my wife, obviously I didn't carry the children, (laughs) but um, I mean, I look like I'm carrying twins, but I did not, they came out of her, looks like they went into me. But anyway, so, um, and then they went to New York to like get their stuff and he got it in New York, I think. And she didn't get it, thank God. The baby didn't get it. But he was exhausted. That's the only sign. How crazy is that? He was just exhausted. He couldn't keep his head up. He was like falling asleep all the time. And so they went to the emergency room because he knew something was wrong. And then it started. Like they put him on all these machines and he's been in a coma. He has not woken up in like a month. It's just...
1: That is heartbreaking. 41 years old.
0: With a baby, yeah. God.
1: And then and then your other friend lives in New York?
0: My other friend is in Jersey. So this is my best friend's that I grew up with, her ex-husband, who's the father of her two children. And he has asthma, but he's 52, I don't know, 51, 52. And he just got it. And he was one of the first people in Jersey to go to the hospital. And he's been in... They induced him into a coma. This is so depressing. But they put no, him no, on no.
1: A- People should hear this because know. you know what's going on in LA is everyone's like enough, man. Let's get outside. I know. And it's not
0: work. No one's doing oh, this in LA. Yeah. Celebrities.
1: Yeah. I saw celebrities last night posting pictures of road trips of like mm-hmm. going out and hanging out with friends and like you know what? As long as you're set, and I'm like, i feel like going. It's not here's here's what I, I had to explain this to my daughters my daughters were like, let's go on a drive and let's go drive to Malibu. And I said, no, I I understand that you feel like we're not getting out of the car. We're being safe. What if something happens to us? Like, let's just hypothetically say, say we, um, say we get into a little fender bender. Then you're taking two people that work Mm -hmm. for the city that Mm -hmm. are in need of, of helping people in the middle of this pandemic. You're taking them off the, off the clock. You're bringing them to go help us. And now they can help someone that really might be in need. That's why we stay at home girls. And they were like, Oh, I didn't understand that. I was yeah. like, There's you and a lot. I'm telling you, I'm fucking done with celebrities that that say one thing, do the other thing. Tell me who to vote for. But yet are so selfish. They just go out and do feel like the the, the rules don't apply to them because they're young and healthy. It fucking is frustrating.
0: It's not, it's not OK. So, yeah, my friend Michael, he has two daughters like you. One's 19. One's 22. And he just didn't feel well. He was one of the first people in Jersey to go to the emergency room. He got put on a ventilator. He's been on it for, I don't know, five weeks. And he started coming out of like this coma and he started getting a little better. And this is so horrible, but they didn't tie his hands down and he ripped the tubes out.
1: Uh-huh. So he had no oxygen to his
0: brain for a while. And now he's in another coma. It's such a mess. And it's, it's these just- are people who just literally... We're not around like tons of people. They just got it, like from I don't know, being out in public. I, I, I'm. It's the craziest thing. It's like I drive through New York City and I see a ton of people with masks and gloves, and then there's a lot of people who are just being defiant.
1: There are a lot of people that are like, "Hey, man, it's the cold.
0: It's the cold.
1: You, you're gonna get. You're gonna so there's get no the flu. cold
0: like this. There's no." There's no call there's first of all with the cold, you know what to do you you know to take certain things when you have a flu, you can go whatever it is if you're sick this they have no idea what's going on, and they really don't know how to treat it, so anything yeah. can happen
1: I think you know it's so funny I was I was being shitty. I, I'm I'm sorry. I don't know where I was doing this. I've been talking so much lately that I don't know where I've said certain things. Yeah. And I'm and I'm, sometimes it's stuff I've said in private that I then share on a podcast. But I was I was kind of making fun of Andrew Cuomo cuz he's so melodramatic. He's yeah. so like the beast shows up at night. It rears its head and you're like you're like, "Hey, buddy." Then part of me was like, "I bet it's his civic duty to like to say yeah. it was as bad, it, to say it was worse than it was, even if it wasn't, because mm-hmm. there will be people who, if he came out and he was like, it's actually not that bad guys, I'm actually doing pretty good, you know? I don't have it that bad. Then everyone would be like, it's not that bad. And they just go out and do stuff. And so I, I was, I felt bad that I was kind of mocking him because he, like, you see the video of him coming out of his, his basement.
0: Oh, you mean Chris Cuomo. Yeah, That's, my bad. Yeah. That's no, why it's I don't okay. talk
1: anything. I'm a fucking jackass.
0: (laughs) You're like Mario Cuomo came from the dead. And
1: Wait, wasn't Mario Cuomo gay? Was he? That's what I always thought, but I grew up in Florida, so I I don't even, I mean, the only things.
0: Florida, everyone's gay. Yeah, he he may have been gay. I don't know.
1: The only things I knew about New York when I was a kid growing up was that Jesse Jackson called it, uh, called it Town.
0: (laughs) I love when people call Florida God's waiting room. (gasps)
1: <gasps> That's Florida was such a weird fucking place to grow up. Did you grow up in Jersey?
0: I did, but Florida is weird. I grew up in Florida too, because I'm Jewish. And so my both grandmothers went to Florida in the winter. You know, they had a place in Florida. So I was always there.
1: So, so you're, you, you tell me like, I, I, it's the funny thing about comics is that we all kind of know each other, but we don't know anything about our lives. Yeah. You grew up in Jersey, born and raised in Jersey? Yeah,
0: I grew up in South Orange, New Jersey. Only child? No, I have an older sister. Older sister. Still there. Then I, my parents got divorced. My mom married a guy who had four kids. That's Zach Braff's father.
1: So he had four kids. So you have six total in your family.
0: Then my dad got remarried and they, had, they physically had two kids because she was like 11.
1: So what's that like? What's that like going from big team? Like me me and my sisters are big team. We always call ourselves big team. And it's me, my two sisters, and we are a unit. Mm -hmm. What's it like to go from you and your sister to now all of a sudden four more kids are in the family, two more kids are in the family. Do you have a closer connection with your, your older sister in that? Or is it one of those things that someone who isn't in that world doesn't, wouldn't know what it's like to just, it's family. It turns into family type thing.
0: Well definitely turned into family and we all get along so well. I'm very seriously. I'm very fortunate Um, I have three stepbrothers and a stepsister And I they came into my life when I was I think I was 15 So i've been around them for so long um, but it was it was challenging for everyone to Get to know each other and kind of make it comfortable and then um, when my stepmother had two kids, you know, it was also challenging because there were two girls and then my dad ended up having a boy. So he was like the, you know, the what, the, his first boy. Um, and it's interesting because I'm 50 and I have a 27-year-old sister and a 33-year-old brother. I think that's how old they are, 34, something like that. So it it, it is interesting because I just grew up with one sister in the house.
1: But I your one sister was, was what, sister. 17 when, you, when everyone started remarrying?
0: Yeah, she was about 17, 18. That yeah. she
1: feel, cause she was on her way to college. Did she feel right. a disconnect from everyone the way you were kind of like enmeshed in it?
0: I'm going to lay down cause I've done nothing today and I just, I just need to keep laying down. I can barely get out of bed. I'm being honest with you. So it's just, <laughs> this is getting heavy and I need to rest my head. Um, it was different for my sister, Jennifer, because I grew up in both houses. So I would go from one house to the other. You know, I, I went to like my mom's for a week and then I would go to my dad's for a week. So I was I was a kid living out of a bag. And I think that's why stand up has always been comfortable for me traveling seriously, because I've I never felt I always felt misplaced. I was always like a gypsy. And so now it's so weird to be home. Yeah, like just to be home. 24 hours a day, It's like, what the fuck is going on?
1: It has been really what weird, right? Thing? Oh, Oh my God. Oh my God. Listen, I, um, you know, we all, it's, it's interesting. We all have the same occupation. We all have the same passions. We all have the same interests and can carry a conversation on with each other seamlessly for hours. It, that is the one thing we all have that is ingrained in our DNA. You can't shift that no matter what happens to us. However, we all take different paths and, some of us, whereas like, say like an Ari Shafir lived in LA, didn't really kind of scrape together money and, and kind of just worked the clubs in LA. I was someone who felt immediately like, I I don't want a day job. I want to work. I want to get in on the road. I want to get on TV. I want to do my my path was very different. So I worked for Travel Channel for from when I was 37, from from when I when Georgia was born 15 years ago, I started the road every single week. Like meaning. The day, the week she was born, I was so broke. I was on the road every single week, right. I would take like a few weeks off. Then I started Travel Channel. It was two weeks on, one week off. And on that one week off, I would go to stand up. So when you say, is it weird to, you know what I did last night? Yeah. I realized, I have two suitcases that are just packed sitting in the garage. <laughs> I know. I understand. And I just said, why would I unpack them? I'm yeah. just going to take them on the road again.
0: Yeah, I get it. And also you're putting it out there. Like if they stay packed, maybe I'll get to <laughs>
1: Yeah. I mean, it's so funny. I have never spent this much I I um watched um the hangover with the girls last night and I'm I was never a very big traveler. Although I worked for travel channel, I never travel wasn't like it, it didn't define me. I wasn't someone that needed to be traveling. Um I like being home I, personally. Um but I was watching the hangover two where they're in Thailand and I thought I miss traveling. Like I'm not gonna be able to go to Asia for a while. And I had an Asian tour plan and I was like, I miss traveling. And then I, and then I laid in bed and I went, you know, technically I'm not much of a traveling guy. I was like, I'm so grateful that I spent so much time away from my family Mm -hmm. and and not knowing like, had I, had I said, I'm going to pace myself out. The road will always be there. I'm going to pace myself out. And I would be chomping at the bit, but I can kind of look at this time home and go that your family deserves this and you've, you should really not beat yourself up about not working. You're you're doing podcasts, you're putting out yeah. content, you're you're doing everything you can do. You're writing a script, you're mm-hmm. you're taking meetings, you're pitching shows. Take a step, take a breath. That's and and, yeah. and I and I, your friend, and I I don't know his name. I've thought about him a number of times ever since I read that article that he was gonna lose his leg. Nick. Yeah. Nick. Because I thought you do get caught up in in a little game of, oh, woe is me.
2: Mm -hmm. everyone does every single person
1: does um i haven't worked in 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 four weeks i haven't brought in any money in five weeks i'm losing my restaurant um um this is going on all this is going on i've been quarantined i want to get out of the house i'm bored i thought about i thought about nick i read that article i think beginning of last week or middle last week i've thought about him probably 10 times and thought you know what man everyone's everyone's got their cross to bear if And some people have it a lot harder than you do, Bert, whatever the fuck's going on in your head about, Oh, I didn't get to promote my special or, Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to be able to do the road and finish up this tour. I want to get back on the tour. What if I don't get a tour, but all that shit means absolutely nothing. Mm -hmm. When I think of Nick and his family, I, and I've thought about him. The fact that you know him is, is. Isn't
0: that weird?
1: Yeah.
0: I don't just know him. I mean, he's really like a member of our family and we've been in so many family events with him and he and Amanda would come see my shows all the time in New York. And his wife is unbelievable. Amanda Clutes. If you people want to follow her on Instagram, I don't know. I don't know how she's doing what she's doing. She's like an exercise instructor and dancer and they're both Broadway stars. He was in Bullets Over Broadway, he was in Waitress and he's been in a ton of things. But um, Amanda dances every day. People are dancing all over the world and sending clips if you go on her Instagram. It is so- I got her, I
1: just followed her.
0: Yeah, it's crazy. And you should send her a message because she would really appreciate that. And she goes to the hospital every single day and sings and plays music outside the wind outside of the building. God, and man. she's this baby like it's so. If we don't, if I don't stay grateful, I'm in big trouble. Like I, I yeah. keep going. oh, I'm I'm so tired. I'm so bored. I'm so sick of being home. Like then. And then I see these people who don't have their health and none of it, nothing matters. Nothing
1: matters. Nothing matters. And, and it's so funny. It's so, it's so easy to, and by the way, I, I do understand that there's parts of this country that it's not as bad. Like, and so, so what we're saying is we're living in two of the more of the hotspots. You're living in the hotspot second to Singapore in the world, I think. Mm -hmm. And yeah. so it's it's very different, and I think the way New York lives is is not conducive to a virus I mean no. is it's, it's not conducive to staying healthy during a pandemic.
0: No, it's and, not yeah. yeah, I wonder what's gonna happen because it's not so crazy all over the country, and I'm wondering if p- places open up and people start going i just I can't see it not spread I see it spreading. I don't want to be negative, but I just don't see how it cannot spread it is so contagious it's insane
1: i've never never been more careful washing my hands and whatnot in my life Mm -hmm. like i'm very cognizant what's interesting is i don't leave the house much meaning much i go me and tom do two bears one cave in person the Mm -hmm. only really kind of he's the only person i interact with at all is i
0: love him so much
1: yeah he's okay
0: (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm sure he's a dick, but I only know um, him I'm, I'm kidding.
1: on the surface. I'm he's uh, he's
0: he's
1: he's great. He's really is great. I love him, but he's the only person I interact with. I interact with him once a week, and uh, for the most part, I'm. I mean, I don't even. I, I, this sounds horrible. I guess, but I guess I'd be fulfilling old stereotypes. But I don't even go out. I'm like my wife goes to the grocery store. She's just that person. Yeah, I, she's, that's the way her brain works. I'll do it, and then I'm like, okay, cool. I just don't do anything. I I. And and so I end up touching my face a lot around my house because I'm not really interacting with shit. Right. What's gonna happen is they're starting to open comedy clubs. They're opening Texas is opening, I think, next week. I think Omaha's opening. Uh uh Nashville Zanies is opening in a couple weeks. And and you know, obviously it'll be local comics going up, but I think that'll be be
0: local comics. I feel like people are gonna like die to go there. I mean, I'm not.
1: I I think first week. First few weeks it'll be local comics. They'll open yeah. it up. And like Nate Bargazzi will probably do uh whatchamacallit. And then whatever big big comic lives in Dallas, like Steve Trevino will do Dallas if they open up, you know, bigger names and that are local guys will come in and do those cities. Larry the cable guy will open up Omaha, I'm sure. But um I think I think I, I think if this curve flattens down and it seems like it's as the where it is right now, I think people will be getting out. And traveling and I think it'll be big name comics fighting for I, I I've, I've predicted this and I could have predicted this wrong but I think it's gonna really fuck up the comic that was just on the come up like I keep using I agree. a Chris Porter as an example is Chris mm-hmm. Porter is one of the one of the best comics working in my opinion he's just so talented so funny so quick right so prolific like he's so good and doesn't get he deserves where he that next step mm mm-hmm. And he's making, mean, I don't know what Chris is making. I can speculate. I can just speculate based on what I'd assume numbers to be. But what'll happen is guys like him, where they should be making the bump to the next step of money if things hadn't happened, they'll either remain here or maybe have to take a step back because bigger names will come in and start taking those spots. And that's what's fucking kind of sucking about this, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, yeah. I thought about that. I thought the people that are like, 10 years in tw- it's, it's going to be a little harder for people who don't have a following or a ton of credits because it's going gonna,
1: it's gonna uh, to, it's going to subtract all the people that have been doing it eight years. Yeah. A lot of them are just going to disappear. Mm-hmm. And so it's, uh, it's, th- th- this is going to be tough. I mean, you know, but then again, I don't know what to, I, I can say this, I don't know. I can't say anything. I can't say just to put yourself in someone else's shoes is so, so hip- hypocritical these days because people are wearing so many different pairs of shoes. That I know. You, go, you go, if I was a young comic, I would have just gotten a day job. And then you're like, well, I, I, maybe I would have said that na- then, but where's anyone getting a day job? Like,
0: well, where is anyone getting a job now? Unless you're going to like deliver for Amazon. I, mean, I I I have no idea.
1: I mean, get you downsized and you get a van. I don't know.
0: Yeah, you went from like you're gonna go from a tour bus to like I a, a, I don't know a big wheel. By you're the way,
1: I've already it. speculated, Jessica. I've already said. I've already said to myself, hey, if if they open the if they open the floodgates and they go, you know, hey, we're back on the road, everyone's back on the road. I I was like, I don't need a tour. I could like if they were like I can, I can go without a tour bus. Tour bus. By the way, I mean I'll be very candid. And this is why I speculate about comedy clubs. Tour buses will be impossible to find once they open the floodgates because, yeah. Uh, look, every Vince Neil has a mortgage, you know, Motley Crue has a tour plan, like yeah. every Rage Against the Machine, everyone's tours are crammed into two months. Yeah. And so it's going to be a free for all with artists. I was talking to an artist that will, that I'll take his name out because I know he wouldn't want to say this. I know he wouldn't want to share this, but I'll tell you his name. Halston, take this out. I was talking. Yeah. What's the move? Do you go back and try to scramble for money when everyone's scrambling money? Do you just, Play, play the slow game and hang out, wait a year, do some television, create something. And well, I
0: I I mean, yeah, I think it it's if you're gonna take the time off, you really have to focus on creating stuff online and building up your no matter how big you are, you have to keep building like for him, for anyone, you have to keep building and building and building yeah. because you know, as quick as it comes, as you know, is as quick as it goes away.
1: is that the truth? And you're huge right now. I'm, I'm, I'm about 250 is I'm about weighing. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm,
0: like, <laughs> I'm like, that's that's small.
1: <laughs> no, I by the way, I'm I, I was afraid to weigh myself today.
0: I think you look great. I'm actually shocked because
1: the last time you, you saw me, I was a fucking mess. I was a mess. I've been on in Europe
0: going on. You're I was partying a lot. You look very healthy right now.
1: I was touring. I was touring. I did a tour in Europe with Mark Norman and I was drinking everything. Oh, right. And then yeah. I flew into New York to like hang out, but I was cooking three meals a day before <laughs> dinner and eating all of them and then drinking starting at eight in the morning. I was. Oh my God. <laughs> Okay. So we all know how ExpressVPN protects our privacy and security online, right? But here's something you might not know. You can also use ExpressVPN to unlock movies and shows that are only available in other countries. Now that all of us are stuck at home for so long, it's only a matter of time that you run out of stuff to watch on Netflix. This whole week, we've been using ExpressVPN to binge watch Doctor Who on Netflix UK because I am obsessed with time travel. Obsessed. It's so simple. All I do is fire up the ExpressVPN app, change my location in the UK, refresh Netflix, and boom, that's it. See, ExpressVPN hides your IP address and lets you control where the, you want sites to think you're located. So you can choose from almost 100 different countries. So just think about all the Netflix libraries you want. If your little girl, like my little girl, loves anime, bam, you are spirited away to Japanese Netflix. And it's not just Netflix. ExpressVPN works with any streaming service, Hulu, BBC, iPlayer, YouTube, you name it. There are hundreds of VPNs out there. But the reason I use ExpressVPN to watch shows is that it is ridiculously fast. There's never any buffering or lag. You can stream HD, no problem. ExpressVPN is also compatible with all your devices, phones, media consoles, smart TVs, and more, so you can watch what you want on a personal device or on the big screen wherever you are. If you visit this link right here, expressvpn.com slash Burt, you can get an extra three months of ExpressVPN for free. Support the show and watch what you want to watch. Protect yourself with ExpressVPN. That's expressvpn.com slash Bert. This podcast is also brought to you by Tushy. Everywhere is running out of toilet paper. You know who doesn't need toilet paper? People with Tushy. With Tushy, you use 80% less toilet paper. Break up your toilet paper. Treat your butt right with Tushy. Wiping your butt with dry toilet paper does not remove all the shit. If you got poop on any other part of your body, would you just wipe it with a towel? No, you would wash your freaking hands. You're not an animal. Water cleans better than paper. Everyone knows that. Thankfully, now there's a sleek bidet attachment that clips onto your existing toilet and sprays your butt completely clean with fresh water. It is called Tushy, and it's the best thing you can do for your butt. I have been using these for so long that I'm telling you there is no better way to clean your butt. I have a friend. Let's call him Halston who just got one of these, and he was overwhelmed by the experience. Toshi sprays directly to your ass and removes poop completely. So you aren't sitting on bacteria that leads to nasty things like hemorrhoids, yeast infections, UTIs, itchy assholes, and skid marks. Bidets are common everywhere else in the world. A bidet saves you money on toilet paper also. I mean, you're going to use a little toilet paper just to pat dry, but the amount is negligible. Don't, Clog your toilets. You don't won't clog your toilets. Tushy sprays your ass with fresh water. It's not toilet water. It connects to your water plies behind your toilet and sprays your dirty parts with fresh, clean water, the same water you brush your teeth with. Wet wipes are worse than toilet paper and they're terrible for the environment. They cause anal fissures. You do not want anal fissures. Here's the zinger, guys. It is only $79. Go to hello tushy.com to get 10% off your order hellotushy.com slash burtcast to get 10% off your order. Trust me when I say this, it is a game changer. Did you ever, did you ever party?
0: Yes. I'm a complete drug addict and alcoholic. I'm like, I've got, no, like, no, I know people are like, yeah, right. I'm okay. Let me give you an example. I used okay. to sell pot for years. I sold pot. I moved to Massachusetts and was like, fuck it. I like getting high. I'm going to sell it. So I had sent to me from California. This was like 25 years ago. And I would take it out and weigh it and sell it to dealers. Like I was like a real pot dealer. And then I started doing cocaine. So I'm selling pot while I'm on cocaine. And can you imagine how paranoid I was? (laughs) I would look out of a people for six hours at a time. On my tippy toes. It's the only time my shins ever hurt me in my life. Like never from exercise. It was from paranoia. And then I would th- I'd freak out. I'd, I was a paranoid cocaine user, so I would flush it down the toilet. Then I'd go get more. I mean, I was out of my mind. Really? So when I was 24, I sent myself to rehab in Minnesota. I, I literally called and was like, I need to go away. And since then have relapsed a bunch of times. For real? Yeah. I didn't know any of this. Oh, yeah, I'm very honest about it. Cause it helped. Wait, wait,
1: wait, 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 then start it, start it over and take it slow. So wait, you sent yourself to rehab.
0: Well, I started using, I started smoking pot and drinking at 13. And I was like, this is the best fucking thing I've ever done. I mean, I, I had no feelings. I was miserable. So I, I loved it. And then I was even funnier. It was amazing. And yeah. I enjoyed it for years. And then in college, I went to Maryland and I drank, I was in a sorority. I drank kegs. I mean, like, you know, pitchers of beer every night and got high. And and then I graduated college and was like, it really using a lot. And I was like, fuck it, I'm going to move to Massachusetts and decided to move there. And I just decided to sell pot. And I was like, I don't even have to work so I could smoke pot all day for free and sent myself to rehab.
1: How did you get a connect in California?
0: Oh, it's because a friend of mine lived there and she sent me an ounce and she put it in, she vacuum sealed it and put it in transmission fluid This is, and sent it to me. And I was like, oh my God, this is so cheap and it's incredible pot, can I sell it? She's like, sure. So she connected me with the guy and then I'm getting pounds of pot sent to me. Shut up. I swear. And I would, I was so arrogant and disgusting that they would drop it off. I'd sign for it. I mean, this is, I would have gone to jail the rest of my life if I got caught. Especially I back then. It. And then I would break it out. The second it came, like I, what if they set me up and came right back? I would get. Just, you out. didn't, you
1: didn't like set it well, on the There wasn't,
0: there wasn't I five know. minutes. No, there wasn't even five minutes in between. <laughs> and I would sell to the dealers. And I made, of course, a ton of money. And then I just started getting into other things like pills and Coke and all kinds of shit. And I think I got myself to a really bad point so that I could go get help. Like I'm very like that. I, I. I pushed myself. Like I didn't even love cocaine, but I just kept doing it and then couldn't stop. And then I went away in Minnesota and I was doing really well. This is a great story. And, and a woman came in who was hot, hot, like drop dead gorgeous. And I was like, here we go. Cause I wasn't drinking or getting high or doing anything else. So I was like, now I'm going to be with some. I'm going to have an affair in rehab.
1: Wait, were you already hooking up with chicks? Yeah. Yeah. When yeah. did you start hooking up with chicks?
0: I first, I was with the, well, I used to like fool around with all my friends growing up. You know what I'm saying? Like we would like touch. No, I them. don't. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You're like, tell this story. It's amazing. Oh, <laughs> no, I don't was, pretend like, I don't I know anything. I wasn't, I wasn't gay. I mean, I was, gay. I don't know what I was, but I would like, we'd all play. Like we'd, we'd play like, games where we were a couple and then we'd kiss and then we'd like touch each other's boobs and do all the, like nothing too like we didn't like scissor but yeah, yeah. we would like you know feel each other up and and then I was I just still didn't know I was gay and then I was in college and I was in a sorority this is a great thing mm-hmm. and then the freshmen were pledging and this gorgeous Jewish girl walks in and I was like she's beautiful I didn't know what I just liked her and we started spending every second together and we would sit in the car and just stare at each other. And I was like, why am I doing this? Like I didn't even know I was a attra- I just like, I guess I fell in love with her. There was nothing sexual. And then we went home for Christmas break and she came to my house and we drank wine and smoked pot and we started wrestling and we made out. It was really hot.
1: I, you was know, hot. One, of my, one of my first jokes was I, I live with two lesbians in New York. When I first lived, when I when I live in New York, and i I forget the I forget exactly how the joke went, but I said something to the effect of I thought it was going to be uh, you walk in the wrestling and sports bra. I was like, I got you. No, I got you, little bitch. And I, yeah. <laughs> so, and
2: and, uh,
1: and and that's what I always envisioned. You never hear that until you're like, and then we're wrestling, and now you're like, and now I'm like, oh my right. god.
0: And they were like crying and like you know knitting
1: yeah no, yeah, yeah. No, we, they just used to do coking get in fist fights,
0: oh, you told me that I yeah, love yeah. that so much. <laughs> I, I remember you telling me. <laughs> well, we were wrestling, and then I don't know what happened, but we started making out, and then I freaked out, and so did she. We both freaked out, really? I, I was like, I am not gay. get like this is just a freak thing. We were fucked up, and then I still wanted to be around her and talk to her. And then we just started fooling around. I didn't know what I was doing. Yeah. And I still didn't like say I was a lesbian for many years. I still have issues with it. And I'm married with children. <laughs> I mean, I've had more issues with it than anyone else. And people appreciate when I talk about it because none of my family and friends gave a shit. And when I told them, they all thought I was dying. I was like hysterically crying. You're never going to forgive me. Like it was so crazy and they didn't care they really didn't care
1: yeah i i mean i i wouldn't care i i so funny i I, especially now having two daughters maybe having daughters is different than having a boy i don't know but like it is i i would Uh, i would assume it might be
2: yeah
1: i would just my only hope was that my daughters would be as happy in anything they chose to do or live their life in as Mm -hmm. i've been as happy. I want them just to be happy. So, like, if they decided yeah. that they were gay, I, I I don't see that. I don't – I never – I personally don't see that as anything, really.
0: Yeah, my parents didn't care. They both did cry because they felt bad for me because this was 25 years ago.
1: That's a long, that's, so They a, that's, were like,
0: we don't want you to get, you know, made fun of. We don't want you to get bullied. We want you to be able to walk down the street holding hands with the person you love. Like I, I get that now as a parent, it's you would hate. I, if my, yeah. one of my daughters went through that, it would be horrific.
1: Yeah. I wouldn't want my daughters to, to be, to have to experience anything like being bullied or, you know, mm-hmm. like that, that would be horrible. That's why I think, I think it's cool. I know this is anti-brand. I know people think that this is not who I am, but like, I'm very pro anything that makes every, someone feel like a hundred percent. Like if, even including like using the word midget. If that, if that's going to fuck up someone's day, I can very easily not say it. Like, okay. I mean.
0: I see you like that. You don't think people see you? I, I think totally
1: people see, see me like as a it. fucking mate. I, I
0: No, I mean, not if you really, if people get to know you. Oh no, really, yeah, I
1: agree. If you get to know me, I think you'll know I'm I'm a very, I really care about people. You do. But, but um, I care about people having, a, you know, I'm super simple. I care about people having a good time and laughing yeah. and enjoying life. I just want people to have a good time in life. That's it. I don't care. I don't want anyone to be bullied. I don't want anyone to be harassed. I don't want anyone to feel less than. And um, and I think I, it took me a while to understand that in comedy that I had some jokes that were allowing people to feel less than, or, or maybe, or maybe like piling a group of people together mm-hmm. and and making people feel like on the outside. It, it was one chick in DC that kind of changed the way I saw that. She said something, and she said, "Just so you know, when you tell that joke." I don't feel a hundred percent great, and I went. What do you mean?
0: Things happened to me. Yeah. Exact same thing. There were two jokes I've done where people have said that was very upsetting to me. One of them was about a handicap person. It was explain. It was like it was putting it on myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I used to say this joke like asking me for leftovers is like asking a person in a wheelchair for a piggyback ride or something like that. A handicap person for whatever it doesn't matter they, they come up to me, the woman's in a wheelchair. I'm like, I am never saying that again. There's, I don't need to. See. And then I pushed her into the wall. No, I'm joking. Um, so that was horrible.
1: By the way, what's even funnier sometimes is like when we get approached for things that we've done wrong, what's even funnier is the thing we would have liked to have said or done. And then I pushed oh. her into a wall.
0: Oh yeah. I would, I would have been like, shut the fuck up. I, yeah. I, I
1: yeah. In your head where, when you tell the story to your friends. Yeah. Oh,
0: no, that's exactly right. And then there was another joke I said about some like being mentally challenged. And this woman said, my son is, I don't know. It just made me feel if it makes me feel bad and I don't need to say it, I take it out.
1: Yeah. It's like, it's like, it's the same thing. I look at jokes like that. Like I had a really, 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 really great joke that I loved. And then someone I didn't respect as a comic said to me, "That's my favorite joke you tell," and, <laughs> oh, it, and, that's and I and I didn't respect the person. I was like, "You're a really bad comic," and I don't even know if you should be a comic. And I didn't do it in my special because that person liked the joke.
0: Oh, that's I. That's a great story. Yeah, I thought. Yeah, you're like this person's an asshole and not funny. So if they like, and, it, it, and I
1: think their comedy comes from a mean place.
0: Right. And I think Dude, they're, I laugh at that. I don't laugh at comics where it comes from a mean. It can be edgy. You can say stuff that's not PC. I mean, believe me, I laugh at a ton of shit. But when it comes from a real place of being mean spirited, I I don't laugh. I've never laughed at that.
1: It's the same thing. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna use a name because it'll make you laugh. But also will you edit this name out of this part, please? It's the same thing when some, when you do a joke, you're like, oh, that's a good joke, and then you get off on stage, and someone's like, oh has that same joke you're like i'm definitely <laughs> losing it from my
0: <laughs> love that certain people have the same reputation with every single <laughs>
1: there's certain <laughs> names that going lead, away lead yeah that that, that yeah it just it's like it's so fucking bizarre this business because there's certain people that It, uh, man, I, I've, i really enjoy, I really enjoy that. Like I watched in the hangover with my daughters, uh, Brody was in it. Brody Stevens is in it. And I said, and I said, Hey girls, do you know that guy? And because my daughters knew Brody and they're Mm. like, no. And I go, take a second, listen to him talk. And he goes, these guys are in loserville. And George goes, is that Brody Stevens? Wow. And I went, yeah. And they're like, Oh my God, I we know that guy. And then I felt like going, oh, I know that. I know a lot of these. I know Ed Helms started the Boston Comedy Club. Yeah. Uh, Zach Galifianakis, I know very well. Like, I know
0: I like, all the people that start. I mean, I used to perform with them constantly in New York. Yeah.
1: Where did you start? Where did you? When did you start in stand-up in New York? Because I feel like I had already That's moved nine. to
0: I started in 99 and I've done it in New York the whole time. I, what I never did you started.
1: start at? What, what? What club did you start at?
0: Um, I started at Gotham because I did a, like a bringer show there and I became friendly with Chris who owns it. And so I used to, and then I produced new talent shows, um, where, you know, there would be like no crowd, but they were good to do on the weekends. And I hosted them a lot. And I feel like that really helped me. And then I did like a lot of the clubs that you, you know, stand up New York and New York comedy club and Boston comedy club. And Boston was great. What I a great it. club that was a great club. And then I started working at the cellar and that was kind of where I,
1: I remember, I remember I, I've told, I've told you this before, but it's one of my favorite, it's one of my favorite like perspective stories. I think a lot of comics, a lot of people hearing this would go, um, a lot of people that are comedy fans don't understand how this business is. Sometimes like you'll go, Oh, uh, I'm a big fan of Joe Rogan, not realizing Joe Rogan's had a hard time following people, you know, like. Like, yeah. not his whole life, but like, you know, following Brewer, follow, everyone's got those stories that you may be a big fan of mine. And, but my favorite story ever is when I, we worked at that club together um, that Gina um, Savage used to book comics. Yeah. And I walked in and it was me, you, and Joe DeRosa backstage. And Joe Rosa goes on and me and you kind of talked. And then you went on and Joe DeRosa came back and he was like, uh, You haven't seen her perform yet, have you? And said, <laughs> no. And he goes, It's going to be a long weekend. And I said, What do you mean? He goes, you might want to go stick your head out there. And I stuck <laughs> my head out and you were destroying so hard that I was in the moment pivoting, going like, how, how, what I can't, what do I do? Like, how do I, how I do
0: remember I remember that weekend? Isn't that weird? I
1: remember, I remember that weekend really, very well. Yeah.
0: Thousands of shows. Remember that weekend. Cause I thought you were amazing. And it was packed. I was like, wow, he really, you drew a big crowd.
1: I don't remember weekend. it being packed. <laughs> it I want to say. I want to say Patrice was alive at the time. Cause I think he came down.
0: Yeah. He was definitely alive at the time. Yeah.
1: He came a down club. Yeah. I remember Patrice came down. Patrice. There's other parts. It's so funny too, is that, and I say this, cause I think people listening right now are comedy fans. Like wow. my people who listen to my podcast are like legit comedy fans. They know who, when you, when you drop a name, they go, I know that guy. Yeah. So that's why I edit some names out. But, uh, one of the things about Patrice is Patrice really was a little bit of a cunt. And so like, People don't know that like people go he was the greatest. He was the greatest. He was an amazing comedian
0: he was he was, was, was scared he scared the shit out of me He
1: scared the shit out of everyone and I remember him coming down it was I think he came down like whatever Sunday night or whatever and I just gotten paid and he was like, how much they give you that's and that's so Patrice not to just go how much they give you knowing full well he can get that Im- information out of me and I remember- <laughs> I remember telling him how much I got paid like a fucking idiot. And he was like, Oh, you don't deserve that. You really don't deserve that. <laughs> I got paid five thousand dollars that week. I remember yeah. I'd ever made most I had ever made is I, I
0: remember had. you making that. I mean, I can't believe the things I remember, but I do remember you making a lot of money and it was packed there. They they paid a lot. They paid at the really time well. that was yeah. like that's like ten thousand now or whatever. And,
1: oh yeah. And they put you up at that really nice hotel. It was right like right across the street in soho. Mm-hmm. It was a that was a fucking really fun weekend. But it was one of those ones where it re- I the, I always say this, the two people I've worked with that I had to reassess what I'm doing on stage in the moment, like right before I go on stage was you and Tommy Jonigan. You and Tommy Jonigan was yeah. like someone, you ever met Tommy Jonigan?
0: I I I know him but I've never met him.
1: Yeah. He was so he was so young so smart and so funny. And I was like, Oh fuck. I, I I felt like going, Oh, people are going to really quick go realize, Oh, this guy doesn't write jokes. That guy before me wrote jokes. This guy doesn't write jokes. And then yeah. with, with you, I was like, I was like, they're going to go, Oh, this guy doesn't have an act. She has an act. This guy is just a fucking drunk taking his shirt off.
0: <laughs> no, I mean, I would have a hard time following you. I I've had a hard time following, of course, Brewer,
1: Oh my God. God.
0: Brewer. I, I, oh, there's certain people. Brewer is so fucking hysterical to me.
1: Oh my God. I,
0: Bert, okay. So this is depressing, but it is what it is. And this will also help people that are listening to this because they're going through a lot of shit. But my father passed away a week ago today.
2: Oh, oh my God.
0: Yes, he did. He had um, pancreatic cancer. Oh, and it was horrible. Oh, no one likes you know, only like seven of us go to the cemetery and wear masks. I mean, it was insane. Like I'm Jewish, no Shiva, no nothing. But Brewer found out and called me and I think I was with my family, but he sent me all because I have done so many shows with him and I love when he does those fingers. He there, he does this thing. I don't know if you've ever seen it with his fingers is the most incredible thing I've ever seen in my life. Like he can talk so fast and do kicks and all kinds of things with his fingers. And so he sent me all of these videos with his fingers to make me laugh. Like, life sucks. It really fucking sucks. And like the the fingers keep kicking and then they were throwing stuff off the table. I laughed for days watching videos. He's just, he's, you know, I miss, that's what I miss is being around comics. I miss being at clubs, hanging out, I miss that more than performing. I don't know about you, but I really, I do. Do you feel like that too?
1: Yeah, I feel like, uh, you know what I miss is I miss the, I miss walking backstage at the store and just hugging everyone and seeing, and like just catching up on the simplest things. Like, you know, people don't know this, but like Crystal Lee is one of the easiest hangs in the world. You know, you Mm -hmm. get, everyone's got a little, gives you a little spice of them like, Bobby Lee just starts making you giggle, and Bobby Lee, Brian Callen, they just start making you giggle immediately the I second they see you. They yeah. just their goal is to make you giggle, right? Mm-hmm. And but then you got guys like uh, like Russell Peters or or Chris Aaliyah who are just solid hangs. Like we're if you see them, they, they connect with you, and they're like how are, like, but not in like a fucking cheesy like no. how are the kids how are the family, like, yeah. like hey man, how you doing? And yeah. oh, I miss that a lot.
0: Me too. Russell's one of the nicest people I've ever met in my life.
1: He- yeah, and those are the people people wouldn't think that you go, you know, because Russell's always on tour around the world. And I think people think one thing about Dalia about him being like, you know, out of clubs or whatever. Chris Leah is not that guy. He is a literally, he is so like, uh, he was, uh, the thing I can say about Chris Leah is he was raised so well by mm-hmm. his two parents. His parents did a okay. phenomenal job creating a dude where they, I mean, <laughs> a person. Oh, now it's you. Now it's you.
0: How funny is that?
1: Is it the same person?
0: <laughs> I have no idea what just happened because it didn't even say who it was. It was just a, oh, whatever, a random call. This is what's happening now.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so I want to go back to, I wanted to go back up. I've, I've always been curious about your relationship with your stepbrother, Zach, because he, mm-hmm. he is, He's someone who's just it must have been interesting to watch. I wonder if it was I'm assuming it was never frustrating while you were on the same path. But I wonder what that was like when when garden state and 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 I mean Garden State was such a big fucking deal. like it was it wasn't just like an average movie for some reason
0: mm-hmm. so to be completely honest, when he did Garden State, I wasn't even in stand-up yet. So crazy. I think I had just started. Yeah, I was like, yeah, because I started in 99. I mean, maybe he maybe he he did it, but I was like not, I was very new. I don't remember. I was either just starting or very, I don't remember, but I didn't it was just incredible for me to be around all of these people. Like go to yeah. the premiere and um i don't even know what i was just saying because i did start but i didn't expect to be like a star or have a movie so it didn't affect me like that i was so it was so cool you're still you're still
1: you're still cutting your teeth in stand up
0: exactly so i went to like the premiere party and reese witherspoon was there and danny devito I mean, i was freaking out i was like i can't even believe i'm around these people right now what do you
1: like what do you like around celebrities
0: I'm really cool around celebrities. I am
1: horrible. I am really, so
0: bad. I don't know why. I just, uh, I mean, you know, I worked with De Niro for months. I, I, I don't, I don't know why it doesn't faze me. It's so weird. I don't get it. You get uncomfortable.
1: I do two things. Um, number one, I don't know a lot of celebrities. Like I, a lot of people don't follow my radar. So, um, yeah, so like, I, like I would, I would, I would, and I am no, don't recognize people. So like, for instance, I would probably meet your, your brother and not know I was talking to him for 45 minutes yeah. and, and and be so obsessed with selling myself. Cause that's who I am as a natural <laughs> person. I always, I used to, my wife would say that I am so bad with people's names that as people are introducing people, I hear the starting music for the Chicago bulls,
2: <laughs> ladies
1: and gentlemen, just waiting for me to go. Bert so, so I, and, and yeah. so what happens with me is, as by the way, I, and this is going to sound like whatever it sounds like. I know you're not allowed to talk like this anymore, but like I am impressed by celebrity. I very much am impressed by celebrity. Like however you, I mean, that's how a lot of people feel. Yeah. Like if I meet, if I meet a professional football player, yeah. I'm, I'm like kind of blown away, you know? Like I'm always like, oh, shut up, man. How did you like, I, I'm, that means something to me. Or, or like if I'm, if I meet like a famous actor, like there was a girl, I wish I, knew her, I wish I knew her name, but like she came up to me and she's like, you're fucking hilarious. And I was like, oh, great. i'll I'll tell you the one of the girls uh what's the girl that was in she's like a little girl actor and she's been in everything and she was like uh she's like a little girl actor her and her sister she's a little girl no no now she's getting older but like she was a little girl actor she was in man on fire man on fire um like the dakota 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 something
0: oh yeah dakota whatever i know who you're talking about
1: the dakota fanning
0: i just made that up
1: dakota fanning i think's her name
0: oh okay so she I came up, Johnson. That was way off.
1: Dakota Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> Dakota Fanning came up to me after one of my shows and was um was like, "Oh my god, you're fucking amazing!" And I was like, "Oh, thanks." I, that way, means
0: a lot to me when a star comes up to me and says, "You were really funny." That's I, different.
1: It, yeah, I don't know why it does to me, but so like I go, "Oh, thanks." By the way, I'm not like a to be crass. I'm not a pussy guy. So like I'm not. I'm never. I've never been attractive girl means just as much to me as like a dude with his shirt off saying that. <laughs> so I it registers the same so I'm like oh thank you she was like no you're really amazing and I was like oh thanks she was like oh, you're like a storyteller or whatever and I was like cool and then I was like it was very nice meeting you and so I go on to do my thing and then someone's like man Dakota Fanning thinks you're funny and I'm like what <laughs> and they're like Dakota Fanning, man. Like that's her and her brother, maybe. I maybe it was her brother, I think. And I was like, Hold on, who's Dakota Fanning? But I know the name. We're like, Dude, she's I in, wouldn't like,
0: know either. I'm very bad with I like I know who Madonna is. Like I'm yeah. very I don't know the younger, I seriously don't.
1: And but now now I'm by the way, now I'm like Googling Dakota Fanning, going, Oh, I know that movie. She was in of that oh, okay. yeah, oh, I know that oh, she was in like yes. War of the Worlds or some whatever, like some thing that yeah. I saw, but not not like not a fan of hers like I don't follow her work I don't follow her on it and I'm not even a fan but now I have shifted so much to focusing in on Dakota Fanning and talking to her (laughs) That I'm not lying and I wish I wasn't saying this that I arranged a private room for her and her friends and myself (laughs) to hang out and go have a drink and by the time I got everything organized she was gone (laughs) and I was like horrible and I'm like what the fuck is wrong with me like it Leighton Meister. Leighton Meister is a person yeah. I have no fucking idea. I couldn't tell you one thing she's ever been in. I couldn't even tell oh, you. I one.
0: thought it was a guy.
1: No, it's a girl. She's beautiful. She's Leighton? in like, she's like a big young person actor.
0: Yeah, I I don't know any. Yeah.
1: She came up to me after a show in Naples or in uh, Fort Myers at Captain Brian's I was like, you're fucking hilarious. And I was like, obviously, she is. The one thing I will say about people like her and Reese Witherspoon, who I met Reese Witherspoon, I have a good story about this, but they are noticeably attractive. Like
0: oh, She's stunning. I, the same thing has happened to me. I know. They're,
1: they're, they're, they are. By the way, they're famous, but they're also yeah. like, like that that's, attractive. Like a that's double how
0: Natalie Portman is. It's oh. bre- she's breathtaking. Like you can't breathtaking. Even,
1: breathtaking. I breathtaking. looked at
0: her and I was like, is that real? Is she a real person? Because she's perfect looking. Yeah, I mean, the funniest thing happened at Zach's once. I used to stay in his guest house a lot. And one time Kate Hudson came over. Now I had performed at the improv comedy store. I was so tired. I was so high the night before. Yeah. I had like a bun on the side of my head, one earring in like I had a huge, I was, I was so much heavier. I had a huge shirt on like a gown. It was, I looked no bra. I looked like I had been mugged and run over. Like it was really bad. And I hear people in the other room. So I walk out of my room and I'm like, hi, who's here? And Zach is like, oh, my friend is here. And I walk in and it's Kate Hudson who is stunning, stunning. Like you don't realize how pretty she is. She's in like a summer dress with perky boobs. Like she looks perfect, no makeup. And she's like, hi, I'm Kate. And I'm like, hi, I'm mortified. That's what I said to her when I showed Oh,
2: uh, Oh,
0: so embarrassed. She's like, I heard you're really funny. I'm like, yeah, it's I, but they're so perfect looking. Some of them. Yes. It's really? It's weird.
1: What it's happens? Like- what happens with us? Like what happens with me is people meet me in real life and they go, wow, you're a lot bigger than I thought you'd be.
0: <laughs> That's hilarious.
1: And then I'm always like, thank yeah. you very much. But what yeah. happens with them is like, is like, I'll, I'll I'll be fair. This is I mean this as a compliment, but like Reese Witherspoon is uh, attractive on film. She's a good looking person. Yeah. But in person, I know she is double take attractive. Like she is. Yeah. She is so hot that you go, that you go. Who the fuck? And so we were at Jones on Third back when it was on Third. Now it's now it's over in the Valley, but they had one on Third back then. I was with my buddy Croy, my buddy Cy, and we're I'm sitting, uh, having lunch. And I'm walking back and I am simply staring at Reese, Reese Witherspoon because she is so attractive.
2: <laughs> I mean, so, staring. so
1: I can't even, I can't even, to the average person listening, to just someone listening, I can't, one of the most attractive people I've ever seen in my life, just physically your, whatever I, I, God gave her, your body as an animal spins your body and you yeah. can't stop staring yeah. at her.
0: I know. I know. I've had, I had that with her, Natalie Portman. Um, Oh my God. Zach used to date Mandy Moore. She is drop dead gorgeous, drop dead gorgeous.
1: Oh my God.
0: She came to my house for Passover. I was like, Mandy, can you pass the matzah and your vagina? Like I was.
1: (laughs) Wait, tell me more about Mandy Moore. I had a crush on Mandy Moore. Like in a a crush, she's so much younger than me, but like a crush, like I enjoyed her as a person. Isn't that crazy? She's like,
0: you're such a good guy. I was at his house and she came from the, I was in his office and she came from the downstairs and she's like, hi, I'm Mandy. Um, I'm, and I knew he was dating her for a while. And I was like, Holy shit. <laughs> like be like, same thing. You take a double take. You're like, is that a real person? Or is that like a, a Barbie? Like what is going on? How does someone look that beautiful? And then she became, like, a part of the family for a couple of years. He was with her for a while.
1: Oh, my God. Basically. Yeah, Mandy Moore was, like, someone I just got a kick out of. And I think she was around during, like, the, I want to say, like, the TRL. Yeah. Like, that. Where when when I was watching TV and, like, kind of curious of that. I, like, I know more about the Backstreet Boys and NSYNC and 98 Degrees than I care to share. But, like... <laughs> But it's interesting is that you see those certain people and they just, for whatever reason, you just end up staring at them going like, who the fuck is that?
0: And then you look weird when you're staring, but they're so, it's not even like I want them. They're just so beautiful. It's like looking at a piece of art. Yeah. It's really fascinating.
1: I was, I i i ran into Tom Cruise once and- um, I bumped into him. So, like, we were at a premiere for the movie Magnolia. Remember Magnolia? Yeah, it was a great movie. And he, he yeah. had the long, straight hair, and he's like, Tame the pussy. <laughs> yeah,
0: he's he, I used to think he was gorgeous.
1: I, I, to this day, I, I my daughters will say I have a man crush on him because I, <laughs> every time he's on screen, I go, Him and Brad Pitt are worth every cent you pay them.
0: Every <laughs> Brad Pitt is stunning.
1: Brad Pitt is. is beyond stunning. I, no. I might try to kiss him if I saw him. Like, just to say I had the story, like, do you remember the time Burt met? Like, because I met Adam Sandler and I fucked it up so bad. And everyone, that's all anyone talks about is how uncomfortable I was. I might just <laughs> lean in and try to kiss him and see what he does. You know, he wouldn't push me away. He'd be like, ah, I'm an open-minded guy. Let's see how it goes. But he'd, he'd look at me and go, I bet it's going to taste good like ice cream. So, <laughs> but um, I bumped into Tom Cruise. Is at the premiere for Magnolia? And he still had his hair like that. Yeah. I swear to God, I was telling a story to a bunch of assistants and as I moved back, I hit him and I turned around and I just was face to face with him and I got, I got caught off guard so badly that all I said to him was, you have beautiful hair and he just was like, okay, and just (laughs) walked away.
0: You said you have beautiful hair.
1: That's all I said is you have beautiful hair. And he just was like, okay. Do you think
0: he's gay? I mean, how would we know? But that's been always been the rumor.
1: I don't, you know, I used to, I got to be honest with you. When I was in college, I'm a pretty big meathead. When I was in college, our, we had a teacher who, uh, it was an English teacher, and she was, we were reading some book and she said, You know, everyone's gay. And I went, Easy, woman. She was like, I mean, there's a spectrum. This, by the way, this is 1995.
0: This is what this is what my mother, who's a therapist, has always said and what all, most therapists say,
1: yeah. Yeah, and, and she's like, there's a spectrum. And so you are a little gay. And I was like, and I, I was so shut off to the idea that I was gay that I was like, you know what? You can't say that. And she was like, I can definitely say that. It's proven. And I go, it's not proven. You're telling me I'm gay. I'm not gay. And she's like, the fact that you're arguing it means you're a little gay. And I went... And and everyone was laughing and I was just getting upset because I was like, you're saying that I'm gay. Like, she didn't understand the currency that had around my friends. If it was proven that I was a little gay, it was going to make everything tough. I couldn't wear any shirt other than navy blue for the rest of my life. Yeah. And so I used to really fight against that. I even had a joke, I would say as recently as like five years ago, when it started, when people started saying there's a spectrum, I was like, when I was a kid, if you put 10% of a dick in your ass, that meant you were a hundred percent gay. And I mean, I mean, I literally believe there's certain things that I just believed. I didn't believe in bisexuality. I was like, just say you're gay. Like, I'm cool with that. Just say you're gay. Now I'm starting to feel like, oh, there's a fucking spectrum. Like there's got to be a spectrum. It's so asinine to say that I, I really do think I don't register on that spectrum, but I don't think that we is why based- not. No, but I I don't think that's based on free will. I think that's based on conditioning. Yes. Being a boy growing up in Florida from the 70s, 80s, and 90s, that was not, it's the same way I cannot be a vegetarian. Like I just, there's something about me that goes, I will eat bacon if it's out there. I'm never going to say no to bacon. You can tell me all the health benefits, all Mm -hmm. the reasons for the environment. I'm always going to lean towards steak and bacon. I can't help it. It's conditioning.
0: I get what you're saying. I, I. I really be- I agree with you completely. And there are some people who've never thought of being with someone from the same sex. And there's some people, like I have some friends who've never ever thought of being with someone from the opposite sex. Yeah. ever, Like never kissed. You know, I have some gay guy friends who've never kissed a girl, never thought of it. It makes them want to vomit. It's it's I now it's so different, but when we were growing up it was not okay. No one said I'm gay. It was you, you you were was- feminine.
1: It was not, that's crazy that it was not okay.
0: No, it was like, not okay.
1: And, and no to, share that with my, to share that with my daughters, the idea that there was a time when it was not okay. Like, and especially when AIDS showed up, it was like,
2: yeah,
1: it was like, yo, you, like, you don't want, you, are you poisonous? Is, is the way it was like almost mm-hmm. it was framed for us is that I remember finding out, uh, I remember finding out there was a hair a guy that cut hair that was gay, and and I'm not even joking. My in college, my friends were like, "Yo, you're gonna let a gay guy have scissors yeah. around your head and his fingers? Like he cuts his fingers, you get AIDS immediately." And you're like, "Man, I got to rethink this." And
0: but I remember that I do. I, I felt this. I mean, everyone felt like that at that time.
1: It's a weird time. It's yeah. a weird. We we experienced a weird world in that we saw this like real ignorance and then we also saw like an awakening mm-hmm. but almost sometimes to acknowledge that you were alive during the ignorance sounds hateful like you're going well, no no this was real this was totally real like mm-hmm. i wasn't i was and and by the way i was probably complicit i remember my buddy one of my buddies i won't say anyone's names cuz i know that sounds these are all horrible things to mention now i had a age ribbon on my jacket um this once again people aren't going to believe this but i was fairly progressive uh in college i just i was around a lot of morons and so not all of them but like enough morons that like at times whatever beliefs i had were somewhat progressive and and uh and i had an aids ribbon uh on my jacket and my ski jacket and when we were skiing my buddy goes why would you have that gay ribbon on your jacket I go, it's not gay it's for aids and he goes yeah only gay guys can get it And i go no that's not true
0: wow um, that's very that's very interesting to me that you had that on your jacket i'm impressed uh, yeah. with that. i really am at that time that's very where'd you go to college
1: sidebar 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 uh i should have t- i should have opened with this i had two uh uncles like uh uncles by marriage die of AIDS, um oh. in the eighties so, yeah. so i was uh, i was a little more um i was a little more and one of my uncles lived with one of the uncles and was describing what the death of AIDS was.
0: It was, oh my God.
1: I remember just being God. a little more empathetic. By the way, it's the reason I always wore condoms and I only had sex with six women. So It was, I was terrified of AIDS.
0: That's incredible. Wow.
1: This podcast is brought to you by Omaha Steaks. Father's Day is coming up. So give dad the gift he really wants this year. I am a dad. I know what I want. Perfectly Aged Tender Steaks. Omaha Steaks will deliver the world's best steaks and a huge variety of other favorites directly to your dad's door right now. Omaha Steaks is offering my listeners access to a variety of amazing packages that are perfectly to send to your dad for Father's Day. Go to omahasteaks.com, enter the code BERT into the search bar, and you're going to see all the great options available, many that include free shipping and a free one-pound package of their perfectly cured incredibly thick applewood smoked steak cut bacon. There are many packages available that are perfect for dad and they'll all be shipped directly to his door in time for Father's Day. I will tell you right now their steaks are through the roof. I get their filets and I put them on the counter. I this is what I do, but I wait till they're just a little bit under frozen and then throw them on the grill. They cook perfectly we had them this weekend they're franks and burgers their hot dogs are the best hot dogs i've ever had in my entire life and their burgers i throw them on the grill frozen five minutes on one side five minutes on the other side and they are perfect all perfect for grilling premium poultry and pork cut by omaha steaks butcher and individually sealed for freshness and flavor flavor tasty and easy to made sides No work, just one-step family meals. The desserts are through the frickin' roof. Right now, Father's Day packages are ready to order and ready to ship. Many include free shipping and a free pound of steak-cut bacon. Omaha Steaks delivers guaranteed quality and safety with every order, so send out a gift of food he will love this year. Omaha Steaks is a fifth-generation family-owned company with over 100 years of expertise in delivering perfectly-aged, all-American-grain-finished beef, that's hand-carved by master butchers in the heartland of America. Every Omaha Steaks order is flash-frozen, vacuum-sealed, and safely delivered in a cooler with dry ice. That means fresher than fresh. Make Father's Day simple this year, and send Dad the gift he really wants. Perfectly aged Omaha Steaks. Get free shipping and freight and free steak-cut bacon. With select packages, visit omahasteaks.com and type in Bert into the search bar for Father's Day today. Yeah.
0: Where did you go to college?
1: Florida state. Oh, okay. And people assume I just had sex with tons of women. Cause I was a party guy. But I would, mm-hmm. like I said, my, I don't know, whatever drives me. I I'm getting to the heart of that. Cause I, I haven't drank a ton this trip, this uh, break. Mm-hmm. And I'm noticing things in myself that I do not like. And I wonder if I was drinking to get rid of that I want to fix. I really got to go back to therapy. I used to do therapy. Um, once a week. And I just stopped. I think alcohol really puts out a lot of the fires Mm -hmm. that maybe you should be kind of exercising when you're in therapy.
0: Well, that's, we're using the substance. It's not the prop. It's the, it's the way that you try to get rid of what's really going on in your head.
1: Yeah. Well, let's talk, let's talk about you partying again. Let's go back to that. My bad. We'll wrap this well, up soon. I'll I mean, get you your
0: Honestly, like I would just do drugs and drink to just knock myself out and stop thinking because I have such a negative, crazy brain where I go oh to- Oh my God, my brain's horrible, so bad. And I obsess. Oh like, my God, I obsess. I, I obsess. Well, that's that's why. So if you eat or use drugs or gamble or sleep around or shop or whatever it is, shop. it get rid of that that shit that's going on temporarily, but the problem is that never goes away. And- Once I have a little bit of a drug, like if I take one pain pill, I'm going to take more pain. I I, I am like, if you hand me a a, a bottle of pain medication, I'm going to take more than I'm supposed to. I don't do that with everything, but there's certain things I can have a little bit because I then I stop thinking about my problems and I'm just laying there and fucked up.
1: That's so funny. I am very, I'm very, uh, very methodical, and in, in like, I'm, I won't allow myself certain things. Like, I won't allow, I'm, I stay away from pain pills, but with alcohol, if you give me, like, the other night I drank for the first time in a big, in a big stretch. And I, I, I had this, I was using this glass and I had a double Tito's and soda. It was my first time drinking in like, in like, 35 days I want to say wow. although although I had only drank once in 41 days and it was with Rogan I had two drinks so I didn't technically on it but I I let the wheels come off I'm not someone who likes to sip on a whiskey like yeah. I poured What's one
2: great? made it yeah.
1: cheers and I killed it and it was so perfect the flood of everything hit me and yeah. it, all of a sudden my head went oh and I went here we go And I partied hard that night. I got in the pool. I almost, I I mean, I was like listening to music. I opened a bottle of wine. Like it was fucking awesome. But I'm like, I'm not here to just stain my teeth, people. I'm here to get a buzz.
0: Yeah. And to not think about everything.
1: It was so nice to tap out and listen to music and and feel the music and let your heart go where the music wants to take you. Yeah. I got things that are going to happen in my life. I got big plans. Things are going to change. We're going right. to get better. I'm going to do another tour through Asia. I can't wait. I'm going to get on a boat. I'm going to wake up one morning with a cigar on a boat, and I gotta, it's going to be a, chi- a Chinese junk boat, and there's going to be all my friends there, my tour, it's going to be – I love thinking like that. You, so
0: what happened? Like what makes you not do it again right away?
1: Oh, I, is uh, honestly, I'm, feel- I'm not – what's that?
0: Did you feel like shit the next day?
1: No. I felt great. I felt great and I felt like drinking. Uh, here's the crazy thing is like I woke up the next day and I enjoy being hung over sometimes as much as I enjoy being drunk. So like That's, really uh, because my blood sugar is off. And so I think a little crazier, a little lighter on my feet, a little quicker. And I was telling this to Bill Byrne. I, I don't think it got included in our podcast, but it's really interesting is I'm very punitive with myself. I've always been very punitive with myself. And so, and I live inside my head. Like I talk yeah. to myself in almost like a narrator from like Shawshank Redemption, you know. And so, I'm exactly
0: I, way. That's why I'm like, yeah, I I totally get it.
1: I got up uh, at like eight o'clock, and I'd been partying until like you know one. Got up at eight o'clock. I'm part by the way partying by myself. You know, just drinking and watched a documentary on. Michael Hutchins from NXS, who I'm fucking obsessed with. And yeah. it was just everything you want to do when you drink by yourself. Woke up, went to take a piss, had a headache. And I said, no, 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 no. You're up. Get the fuck. Let's get a cup of coffee. Let's start this day. You want to party like that? Then you get up and you get, you get your shit done. Let's do something nice for Leanne. She had to fucking deal with you fucking oh. pissing and moaning about whatever fucking bullshit you wanted to talk about. Let's do something nice for Leanne. So I got over. I went out, went to the kitchen, got a cup of coffee, made her an omelet. She was like, oh, thanks, honey. I was like, of course. And then my brain goes, now let's get on the treadmill. You want to party like that? You're going to pay the piper. So let's get on the treadmill. And we're going fucking hard because you drank last night. We're going to teach you a lesson. And this is all going on in my brain. So then I ran six miles. I ran it real quick. I get off and I'm like, all right, here we go. Let's get in the pool. This is what we're talking about. Who wants to diet Coke on some ice? Let's get hydrated. It's, it's, this, it's this narrative in my head where it's all, and, and, it's, and, and, I, and I'm giggly. And I'm light, and I'm loose, and I'm laughy, and I'm like, let's get the girls out here, girls. Let's get in the pool. I put the surfboard in the pool. We're like, it's a weird because I'm hungover. My I'm just off a little bit of yeah. center, and and I feel like it's almost like I'm, it's almost like um like I'm riding a high, and then come like four o'clock at night. I, that's when that's when I can hear the bell ringing. Like bring out your dad, and I'm like. And I, mm-hmm. and I go, I wouldn't mind a cocktail.
0: Yeah.
1: Fucking real. it
0: all over again. Yep. Really
1: start this all over again. Yep. I didn't. I didn't because I said, come on. In my head, I was like, don't do this. Like, you're not going to do this to yourself. Let's get back on the wagon. Let's feel good again. Let's keep losing weight. Let's try to be healthy. There's a very fucking deadly virus out there. People are losing a lot. The least you can do is take care of your body. Take care of your mind. Mm-hmm. And so that if something happens to you, you're okay during this. And I went okay. And so I just kind
0: of—that's fascinating to me that you have that positive voice because most people don't. Like most of my friends, most comics, like you—you—you you, you have learned that somewhere. Whether it was from therapy before or it's—I
1: I think know. it's from loving to party. Like I loved to party, and I noticed, i noticed that if you partied and you showed up the next day, and everyone could tell you'd partied. Then they'd acknowledge, "Hey, man, you got a problem." And so I think yeah. I got in front of that by going, and it's it's a joke. I, I have not even have a joke about it, but I talk. I've talked about it a lot about this Mickey Mantle gene. But mm-hmm. the truth is, is it's an excuse to allow yourself to keep partying. Is that you don't let anyone notice you've been partying?
2: Like, oh, of course, yeah. You go,
1: you go here. We go. You want to yeah. do that? Let's get on the tribal I remember getting up. I remember getting up one time in Singapore, and I had been drinking all like from like two days before through Hong Kong through like, I mean, just like just traveling and I got up and I sat up in bed and I opened the windows and I was like, you're not wasting a day in Singapore. You aren't. And I was only there for like 24 hours. I was like, you are not wasting this day. You motherfucker. Let's do this. And I went and I ran such a fast 5k like in the morning through a park wow. that, I was, that I was like, I was like, God damn it. I wonder if I tapped into a superhuman ability of just being angry at myself.
0: Well, you have that motivator, which is good. I'm telling you so many people would have just drink the next night and be like, fuck it. I hate myself. You know, you just kind of just keep badgering yourself, but you have that voice that says, no, get up, do something good, go exercise, you know, eat well, like it's good. It's very good.
1: I don't, I haven't been eating very well. Have you, how have you been eating during this?
0: I I wasn't. And then I was like, oh boy, you, I got to get it. Cause I, I, I've learned to have that voice too, to say, don't do this. You're going to feel like shit. If you gain weight, you're going to want to die. Like I just, so I stopped, I stopped eating carbs. I stopped eating shit. Like I'll eat brown rice or sweet potato, but I'm not. I was starting to eat chips and popcorn and potato chips and all this shit. I'm like, you can't eat this stuff. I can't. My
1: problem is fucking granola bars.
0: I was eating a ton of them. A ton of that exact what you just held up. I mean And I was I, putting peanut butter on it.
1: Which is I tell you what amazing. I, did. I melted a Kit Kat on top of it. <laughs> Two miniature Kit Cats that, right here. Hot put yeah. it the microwave and then it was, and then I started just melting. I mean, I, I think because I haven't been drinking, I've been eating, I've been wanting, to, I've been having a craving yeah. for sugar.
0: Yeah, that's what happens. And, you know, people say if you stop drinking, don't really worry about the sugar. Like it's better to eat some sugar than to. Yeah.
1: I don't think they've seen the way I put it back. <laughs> so what's the rest of your day look like?
0: So I am doing a rehearsal After this, because I'm doing a big event tomorrow night with some political people, like on a Zoom thing, you know, fundraiser. And I started doing, it's hilarious. I don't know if you saw this. You probably didn't. But I've been doing Zoom bombs so crazy as an old Jewish woman with a wig and rhinestone glasses. And I did them on Passover. So I have someone set up their family or their friends and I come on like oh. I wear a shimmery shirt and a wig, and I'm like, "Where am I? Where's my family? It's hysterical.
1: Wait, where do I find these?
0: It's on my Instagram, Jesse Curson, or it's on twitter Curson. it's they're all over, but they people have been dying over them because it's so funny. It's like. You know, I'll start saying like on Passover, I was like, where's the brisket? And you know, none of I did it on 12 families and none of them kicked me off. And they all had me do the service with them. Oh my god,
1: this is hilarious.
0: (laughs) It's great. Yep. (laughs) That's Vivian. A horrible night's sleep. Listen. I woke up and realized I had a nightmare that there was a pandemic. (laughs) everyone was wearing masks and gloves and couldn't go near each other that would be horrible
2: god forbid i couldn't have sex for a day i'm so horny send me a message
1: slide in my dms (laughs) (laughs) oh this is great you just bomb a fucking room
0: I mean, I do them, so people have been hiring me to do them on Cameo. I mean, it's hysterical. I just dress up in a whole thing, but I become this, I become my grandmother.
1: Oh, my God. We do, I do this, uh, I've been, I did it last week. I I don't know if I'll do it again this week. I don't know, but I'm going to do another one. I do a a Zoom happy hour with like 500 people.
0: Oh, that's so great.
1: Yeah, I do it for, I do it because I, you know, I used to, I used to, when we toured, I'd go out and party with the fans after the show.
0: You're incredible.
1: And so I, I, but you know what though? I would see that I'm only doing shit. I would like as a fan, like, so I'm just doing shit that I would enjoy. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's super easy when you look, I just look at my business model of like, what's the shit I like. And then I just go, cause I'm hoping that people that like me are like, are similar to me. So then I just do the shit I like. And so, um, I did a happy hour for 500 people and, I would, that would be great to be scroll through and find you on there and be like, who the fuck is this? And oh, just- it's
0: great. Let's do it. Okay. Let's just surprise people because you should see people's faces when they see it. They're like, who is that? And then sometimes there's kids on like, mommy, who's that lady with the white?
1: That's fucking great. And
0: I just look up close and I'm like, who are you people? Where's my grandson, Joshua? Like I start getting very confused. And then I ask people to go to the store for me. I'm like, I need some items. I need tux. <laughs> wipes and i need us a... so i love you know what it's it's i'm pranking people but she's not you know people have been doing it in such disgusting ways like on schools and different things but she's really nice i don't get inappropriate or oh
1: that's great i do i i I got i got zoom i got zoom bombed i guess i was in the i was in a meeting and i was i was i forget we were i think we we're pitching a tv show or something and i just set put it on my instagram like hey this is how work's done. And all of a sudden, this kid just pops in. He's like, the Hi. machine. And it was, I was like, what's. Hi, oh, that's you.
0: <laughs> how did he get on it?
1: He, uh, he just. He just saw. I put up the URL of the Zoom. And he just was oh, like, all oh, right.
0: Shit. Yeah. And then he
1: was Like, yo, what's up, Bo? And he was like, I can't believe I'm in here, man. I'm a big fan. <laughs> and I'm. But it was, by the way, it was the perfect Zoom bomb because I'm pitching a TV show. And this kid's like, dude, I fucking love you. I love Tom. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> these guys perfect. are like, yeah, everyone's like, uh, I'm going to kick him out of the room. And they kicked him out of the room. They're like, what the fuck was that? And I was like, sorry, I got pretty right. aggressive fans. And they're like, we can see. Anyway, yeah. we'll take the show. And I was like, awesome.
0: That's amazing. He's like, "You're you should have your own TV show, man. You're a star.
1: It's not a bad way to pitch a show is put out I your know. URL and just go, anyone want to Zoom bomb me?
0: That's a great idea. I've done now a 15th birthday party. I did a sorority get together. I've done meeting. I've done so many
1: different things. That's so awesome.
0: And I do all kinds of characters. So I love it. It's a funny thing to prank or just for someone's birthday. Like if they're a fan of mine, their friends will organize a Zoom thing. And then I'll come on and, you know, pretend like I don't know where I am.
1: That's so fucking. Oh yeah, we got to do that. I'm gonna I'm gonna text you. Yeah, it's like, you gotta I, know. I gotta find out when we're gonna do it next. I don't know if we're doing one this week. So I was like, I don't want to drink every week. I kind of like I kind of like going two weeks without booze and then partying. Yeah. I'm also it's trying to repair fun. my liver.
0: Bert, you look so good. So whatever you're doing, I'm serious. You look very healthy. You oh, do. Like, I well, thought the last time expected- you saw
1: me, I was a. I would was a girl goes you looked like a garbage fire <laughs>
0: <laughs> well i did see you in the morning when you had been up for night but that's not why you, you, oh jesus <laughs> <laughs> you know what this just said? do you know what this said what it said oh and now i can't find you how funny is this it said peru that's what i'm talking about someone just called me from peru Someone's
1: giving out our phone numbers. Our phone numbers are getting, I've been, I've been having to deal with this.
0: I know. I'm so sorry. I mean, hopefully someone can edit it out.
1: No, I don't care. I love, I love, I like, I like the, I've always liked the imperfections in a podcast. Yeah. Well, there was
0: some, but that was not a real, that was from Peru and I don't know how to take it off. I'm clueless. It's
1: my wife's one. They're, they're calling me crazy.
0: (laughs) Now I don't feel so bad.
1: So um. I dude, this was a blast. Thank you so much, Jessica. I, I, yeah, fucking I love absolutely you. love you. I could talk to you forever. You're I a know. very easy, easy hang. You've always been, and you're so brilliantly funny. Your new Thank special you. is amazing, amazing, amazing. Congratulations.
0: Thank you, Bert. I love you. I'm I'm so you have everything that a comic should have seriously oh, well, thank you're you. not only brilliant and talented you're such a great person you're incredible with your fans you're a hard worker you're, you're so you're such an example for all of us and um, oh, it's an goodness. honor to be I'm serious it's an honor to be on your podcast and oh
2: just thank you
0: Really I really think you're such a great guy and I, I love your friends you know it's like you're friends with all the guys I love and uh, I,
1: I think I think it's a I think we're lucky because the people that love you are all are all the, all my friends and so no, uh, it's, yeah. It's cool. yeah it's great um where can people find where can people find you to to hire you as a character for their zooms
0: well i'm on <laughs> i'm on instagram it's jesse curson j-e-s-s-y curson i'm on twitter and then i i uh i have a podcast relatively sane and i would love you to do my podcast I was,
1: i'm in 100 percent.
0: yeah bill did it and a bunch of people have been doing it. it's really great and uh and yeah, I mean, I'm all over online and I, I do a ton of silly videos, you know, that like yes. people watch my dumb things where I fall in public and it, I, I do all kinds of stupid shit.
1: But Crack me up.
0: Yeah, I adore you. I can't wait till we can get together and I just wish you all the best.
1: I do t- I wish you the best. I wish, same to your family. Have, okay, have, 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 have as much fun as you can staying in and being yeah. healthy and please send my love to... Nick and his wife. Uh, I just I followed it. her. I just followed her on. Yeah, Instagram. send
0: Amanda a message. She would love that. I'll send her a message. You have to see what people are doing all over the world. It's the craziest thing. Yeah, they're all doing dances. Wake up, Nick. It's incredible because he just will not wake up. I know it's really sad, but I want people to know this thing is real. He had no health problems. Nothing. He had. He was a healthy guy. Fucking sucks. I know. So really just know that you have to be careful that's that's really it
1: the perfect way to end this everyone yeah. be careful jess i love you be safe you too, you honey. thank you all right thank you for doing this
0: of course
1: all right but i'll talk to you later bye, bye.